God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? Hey, child. What you doing, child? You know what time it is? It's Woman Evolve podcast time. How are you doing? What in the world is going on in your life? It's your girl, Sarah Jakes Roberts, and I am joining you via podcast, but I am not by myself. That's right, child. I got girls tuning in from all over the world so that we can have what I like to call my favorite time of the week. It's time for a little girl talk. It's time for us to kick back, talk about what's going on in the news, what's going on in our lives, and most importantly, challenge and inspire one another to take things to the next level. Sometimes you just need some good old girl time. And I am tuning in with my girls from literally all over the world. Jennifer from Arkansas is in the building. I see Louisiana is in the house. Shout me out. If you're joining on Facebook Live, drop me a comment and let me know where you're tuning in from. Maybe you're listening on the podcast. You missed the Facebook Live. That's all right, child. You can drop me a line on our podcast post on Woman Evolve or on my personal page at Sarah Jakes Roberts. I want to know what you think about this episode. I want to know where you're tuning in from. I want to know what's going on with you. Mississippi is in the building. I see Georgia. I see Alabama, Atlantic City. Come on, international. Manchester, UK. What's up? Child. DMV is in the house. What y'all doing with y'all's life? Huh? It's June 5th, 2018. This is the day that the Lord has made. How are you rejoicing in it? Are you letting people get on your nerves? You can't rejoice and people get on your nerves at the same time. You got to choose ye this day. Cape Town, South Africa. What's going on in that part of the world? I see Bahamas is in the building. Listen, honey. Listen. Norway. Just in case you didn't realize, the Woman Evolved delegation is actually international. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We are an international delegation of women who enjoy minding their business, drinking their water, trying to fight off carbs, and occasionally just kicking back and talking. I see Australia. Listen, honey, listen, listen. What is going on with you? Before we get into this week's show, I'd like to take a minute and catch up with my girlfriends. Just so you know, your girl has been out here trying to do the right thing. Can I tell you I did the keto diet for five days? Can I tell you that the keto diet does work? But can I tell you that I eat carbs? And I'm trying to figure out where and how I'm going to be able to balance the fact that I like to eat carbs, but I want to be skinny. Can anyone of, can anyone help me with that, please? I need to understand. Are you eating carbs. 
I tried the keto diet for five days. I lost a pound a day. And then Sunday night after attending the celebration of John and Aventure Gray with Relentless Church in Greenville, South Carolina, I felt like they wanted me to eat bread to celebrate them. Um, so I did eat everything that I could see. Today, I went to Orange Theory. At least I worked out. But I have not snapped back into not eating carbs. Let me tell you something. Can we figure out the origin of carbs? Did it come from the Lord? Did it come from the devil? Sometimes I can't tell. When I first eat it, it, it feels like heaven. When I look at my stomach, it seems like hell. I don't know. Adore says, when did carbs become a four-letter word? Can we just exercise, live, and be happy? Those are my questions. Those are things that I would like to understand. Can we just exercise, live our life, and be healthy? That's what I want to know. Lisa Bailey says, yes, I love carbs. Been laying off of the bread. Man, I went five days. It was beautiful. But it just, something happened. I don't know. I don't know. Something happened. I'm, I'm really working on my life because I'm really like an all or nothing kind of person. You know what I'm saying? Like I am generally vegan or eating Chick-fil-A. I think I mentioned this to you all before. Like I was on the keto diet. Since then, I've had Chick-fil-A. I've had sweet potato pie. I've had chocolate. I've had honey. I've just done all of the things that I could not do on keto. And I need to have, is that balance? Is that balance or is that indulgence? I don't know. Can someone... Can someone tell me? Can someone tell me? I need to understand. I don't know what tomorrow's going to be, but today I'm just trying to drink my water and trying to just fight off fat. That's all I'm doing. Like it says, didn't Jesus send down bread for the children of Israel? It's from God. It says, thank you for answering the origin of the bread. That's all I needed to know. Let me see. What else have I been doing this weekend? Oh, child. Listen, child. I have a ponytail ministry. Oh, yes. If you're not watching on Facebook Live, you can't see, but your girl got a ponytail ministry. I found me a beauty supply store in Denver. I was worried because I didn't know if I was going to be able to find the proper beauty supply in Denver that I needed to find. You see, um, for those of you who do not frequent beauty supplies very often, uh, you have to know that Sally's is not really a beauty supply store. In a pinch, it can get you through. It can help you, um, you know, do whatever you need to do with maybe your nails. Maybe you need a little curling custard, but just a full-on beauty supply store. They're not, see, you got to take, you can't take them for granted because sometimes God will put you in a season where you haven't actually had access to a beauty supply store. And that's the season I've been in. But let me tell you, your girl messed around and find a beauty supply and she got a ponytail ministry, honey. And I just want you all to know it's ponytail season. Okay. It's y'all like my accent, my ponytail accent. Anywho, listen. Um, so yes, I was excited about my ponytail ministry. I slicked these good old edges back and, um, I'm just flourishing. I just thank the Lord for the flourish. 
I think that's all. Um, I want to just take a minute and talk to everyone who gassed up Mackenzie last week. She's been standing outside of my office door for the last hour waiting for me to go on Facebook Live. I told her she couldn't be on Facebook Live. She said, everyone's going to be asking where I am. Thank y'all for all of that gas that you put into her tank because Mackenzie is out here thinking that she's Oprah. All week long, she's been asking me about starting her own podcast, about Facebook Live. She didn't stole my segment. She not original. She talking about Rescue Eve and Hail Mary and advice questions. She don't know nothing. And so now Mackenzie is really off to stardom. And what we really need is a little bit of humility. So I need to know if everybody who was gassing Mackenzie can come back round, come back on round here, and let's see if we can get a little, a little humility going. Because Mackenzie is out here feeling herself. She told all of her siblings. First of all, when the episode ended, she then wanted to go back and look at the comments. Mackenzie, first of all, you don't even have a Facebook page. So what you want to do is get on my Facebook page and look at the comments about you. I don't know. I don't know. Anytime we somewhere, she writing down stuff for her podcast. So y'all pray her strength in the Lord because my girl's going to be in summer camp next week. Ain't he faithful? Won't he do it? I know him to do it. Having said that, this week is going to be a lot different. I am going to be very mature. There will be no bathroom breaks. I am going to be a professional podcast host this week. Last week, I was on my mom tip, my summer mom tip. But this week, mm-mm, mm-mm, I've studied. I've shown myself worthy of the call, honey. So let's get into this week's episode. First of all, I see all of these people commenting about Mackenzie. Lori Henry said she was very good. She's looking at her role model. Crystal Stallworth said, bless God for the summer camp. Today was my girl's first day. Isn't it funny how we just be so ready for school to be over? And then just one week, we say, you know what? I'm not just going to send you up. See, because usually... Let me tell you how I work my ministry, uh, my household, my church, okay? The church of my home. Uh, school is out on Friday. Summer camp starts on Monday. That's how I like to live my life. That way you are just constantly busy, always abounding in the works of the Lord and not abounding on my nerves. That's what I like to do. But this year I said, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I'm going to see how the kids do at home. Older kids, fine. They sleep in, make their own breakfast. Mackenzie knocks on the door at 7 a.m. in the morning. And literally, I want you to know, she has been asking me every single day about starting her podcast. I said, you know what your podcast is? Your podcast is at summer camp. Hmm? Your podcast is at summer camp. And I don't pick just any old summer camp because if I send my child to summer camp and and they're not tired, then I feel like my money, I don't, my money... My money didn't stretch the way I needed it to stretch. I sent Mackenzie to an outdoor summer camp. They outside all day. They swim, they zip line, they do horseback riding, but they are out in the sun all day long. When she comes home, she's exhausted. And that's what I'm paying for. If you come home and you still got energy and want to watch TV and want to go to the park and want to go to the amusement park and want to see what time the zoo closed, something has gone wrong with my coins. But when you come home and all you can do is ask me to just cut up some hot dogs and some beanies and weenies so that you can go to bed, then then I got my money's worth. Jamie, you understand. Jamie says you pay for exhaustion. That's what I'm paying for. Um, I'm paying for you to be tired and physically exerted. Okay, Kim, I do try to make sure she has sunscreen. The saints are saying poor Kenzie, but let me tell you something. Poor me. If she comes home and she not tied the way she needs to be tied, you know, 
All right, y'all, listen. All right, so we're going to rescue Mackenzie off top. All right. Okay. Secondly, let's get into Rescue Eve. Do you hear the sound of the helicopters? Do you hear the sound of the life jackets being blown up? Save your wind, save your wind, because we have some saints in need of rescuing on this here podcast. My first rescue this week, child. Listen, can I tell y'all, I think something is happening with me. Maybe, okay, we're going to rescue Mackenzie, and then maybe we'll also rescue me. Something something is wrong with me because I I was on the Instagram. I'm just going to be all the way old. I was on the Instagram and I kept seeing this beef between um, Pusher T, Pusher, I'm going to put an E-R on it, Pusher is what the saints like to call them, Pusher T and Drake. And here's the thing, I was trying to keep up. But everything was happening so fast, and it just came out of nowhere. First, we was talking about Pusha T's album cover, which I can't even, don't even, I'm not even able to can, okay? That was the first issue. And and then all of a sudden, we was talking about Pusha T and Drake. And let me tell you something. I'm old because, because I couldn't, it was a lot for me. I want to see if we can rescue. I'm not saying we should rescue Pusha T. I'm not saying we should rescue Drake. I want to rescue Rap. Can Rap be rescued? I am just concerned about what is happening in the rap game. Or maybe I was getting old. I don't know. Can someone help me? Here's the thing. Okay, so let me break it down for y'all who don't fully understand. You can visit womanevolve.com to get the full story because I know I'm about to mess it up. So honey, take everything I'm about to say with the lightest grain of salt because I am about to jack this whole story up. I'm gonna add stuff in just because I know I'm gonna jack it up. Anywho, here we go. All right, so there's a young man by the name of Push. Pusha T. Pusha T and he is on good music. That's Kanye West stuff. All right. Anywho, I'm off to a good start so far, I think. Anywho. Okay. So um, Pusha T and Drake got beef. Um, Pusha T and Drake didn't just get this beef. They been had beef. Okay. They didn't had beef. They've been serving beef patties to one another for years, like McDonald's. Okay. They have been serving beef patties for years. Uh, Pusha T put out his album with the cover that we don't even understand. In the album, he strikes back up this beef with, he basically, he turned the grill back on and said, I want to fire up some more of this beef that I have with Drake. Okay. So he turns on the grill and he puts the beef patty on the grill and he says a little something about Drake. Sarah don't know what he said. Sarah just knows so far that he didn't got the beef patty back on the grill. All right. He said something. Drake didn't appreciate it. Listen, Drake was angry about these beef patties. Drake said, you ain't fitting to pull my beef out the freezer and just throw it on the grill without my permission. All right. So Drake messed around and got his own grill fired up and he said, no, we ain't going to have your beef, we gonna have some filet mignon beef. Boom, I'm doing good so far. All right. Anywho, so um, uh, Drake got his filet on the grill, right? And and Pusha T was like, man, I thought we was just having hamburgers, but you ain't tell me we was about to have steak. All right. So Drake had got his steak going. It's marinating. It's cooking, right? He didn't say it something, uh, uh, something about Pusha T and stuff. Wow, I'm trying still. He was, okay. But let me tell you, 
Pusha T. Pusha T said, oh, you want to eat filet mignon? Oh, you didn't tell me you wanted filet mignon. Okay, and so now that Pusha T understand that they was having Follett McNon, he went and got some Wagyu beef over from, I think Wagyu beef come from Asia or New Zealand. Can someone let me know where the Wagyu beef, W-A-Y-G-U beef come from? What he did was he went and got him some Wagyu beef. And Pusha T got that Wagyu beef, and he went down into the history of who Drake is down on the inside of his core. He said some things about, mm-mm, Drake, I said, now that's too, that's way too far, okay? That's way too far. And so, you know, I don't, I don't even feel comfortable because of where I am in Mind Your Business Ministries. I've been, I've been a part of Mind Your Business Ministry too long um, for me to even say fully what Pusha T said about Drake. But let me tell you, it was Wagyu beef. It was that grade A, uh, is it Korea? Can someone find out where the Wagyu beef, because Pusha T, Pusha T, if you're listening, where did you get that Wagyu beef from? Let me tell you something. He got that Wagyu beef out on Brother Drake and Drake and his management and his family and his children. It was too much. So I can't rescue Drake, and I can't rescue Pusha T, T-E-A, as the saints are now calling him. Um, but I want to rescue me. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's my nerves. But I want to submit for y'all's consideration. Can we rescue rap in general? Because, like, listen, honey, you know, when I listen to rap music, Wagyu Beef is from Japan. Thank you, Rebecca Rogers. It's from Japan. Pusha T went and got his passport to come up with this rebuttal. Somebody said Wagyu beef is from Wakanda. Rebecca, can you check your sources? Because Belinda is suggesting that it may actually be from Wakanda, and I'm inclined to agree with her because Wakanda forever. I don't know. All right. Anywho, listen. I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna just rescue rap because. Listen, honey, I just, listen, can I tell you, I grew up in the 90s, okay? And, you know, there was rap beef in the 90s, but you just could listen. Rap just, I don't know what's happening with rap music. Me and my husband, we watched um, Brown Sugar last night. When did you first fall in love with hip hop. And I just want to just get, I just want to have some good workout music. I just want to get, just feel like I could take on the world. I just want to, I don't want to know everything that I know about folks when y'all get into these rap beefs. I just want to know what was life like for you. I, I feel like rap should be a cultural exploration of different walks of life. I want to just know what it's like to grow up in the South Side of Chicago. What was it like for you to grow up in Toronto, riding around the six? That's what I want to know. I don't, you got your grill out. It's smoky. Is it charcoal? Is it gasoline? All of this beef is cooking and I can't even hardly get through a workout because I just know too much about folks. That's, can someone help me? Can we rescue? Shannon Parker says, bring back 80s rap where it all started. D says, 80s and 90s East Coast, East Coast rap has always been the best. I grew up on it. Now, you know, let me tell you, the South had a run. 
I am from Texas, so I need to go on and throw that in there. Um, listen, we had, the South had a run, all right? New school rap is for this generation. Just listen to old school. Keep Y'all, so here's, okay, so yes, I would like to rescue rap. I mean, like, beef is all fun and games, I guess, when it's just hamburger patties and everybody laughing around the barbecue. But then when the beef get expensive and start taking tolls on people's livelihoods and children and, and exposing and stuff, that's when I start to get a little uncomfortable. And so I don't know. I just want to rescue rap. Just rap, if you're listening, let me tell you something like, oh, come back, please, to, to where you used to be. Okay, when when you used to hear notorious and I used to do something to you, your rap just come on back. Can someone else chime in? Because I just want to know. I, I guess we should rescue. I don't know. I don't know who we. I couldn't even pick nobody to rescue. Uh, technically, I guess we should rescue Pusha T because we want to justify, try and help him justify going too far. Maybe we need to rescue Drake because he's sitting somewhere underneath the bus because he didn't Pusha T didn't hit the ignition. I got the keys ignition and ran over. But whatever it is, I'm just over it altogether. Somebody said we should rescue LeBron James in that purse. Y'all petty. The woman evolved delegation is petty. LeBron said he don't have time for it. I I couldn't rescue him because LeBron said, wait a minute, y'all trying to take me out of Mind Your Business Ministries. And so he got up. Listen, I just want to rescue rap and my nerves and maybe my age because I just don't know. Can we rescue rap? Can y'all just drop me a line? This is how we're going to rescue rap. We're going to reflect on the days when rap meant something to us. Um... April says we got to rescue rap. I agree. Listen, maybe it's time for me to go on and go on and release my 16 bars. Mm. Maybe it's time for me to stop playing. Maybe this beef is about me. Oh, I have a word coming. It's marinating down in my soul. Maybe I am witnessing this beef and disturbed by this beef because it's time for me to finally step in and allow these bars that I have to finally just drop down in someone's spirit realm. Lord, if that is a sign, start to just drop rhymes on top of rhymes and beats on top of beats down in my spirit. I don't know. Imani says, please rescue rap. I miss that old school. Me too, child. Chrissy says, go ahead and release your 16 bars. You know I got a new rap name. Jason Stylish J. Bolin gave me a rap name. It's Demon Bully. I like it. Demon Bully. SJR in the building. I'm going to... Next podcast, I'm going to have at least three bars for you. Hold your horses. Okay. Hold your horses. All right, child, listen. Sounds like we're going to be able to rescue rap. In an effort to rescue rap, if you're listening on the podcast or you're watching on Facebook Live, I want you to just drop some of your favorite rap songs that just you don't hear on the radio anymore. Perhaps they're even underrated. Let's drop some of that music that used to just make us feel like something. Amen? Maybe not amen. Actually, okay, forget the amen part. Edit that part out. Not amen. Just power to the people, I guess. Okay. I just, I don't know. It just, you just used to be able to listen. Somebody said, Jen, Jennifer says, what about Kendrick, Lamar, J. Cole, Jay-Z? J- listen, I actually enjoyed Jay-Z's album. And 
I enjoyed Jay-Z's album because he was so honest and he put out so much information and knowledge. Listen, of course, we got like gospel rap and Lecrae, Lecrae's album, Don't Sleep on Lecrae's album. They're talking about real life stuff. You know, I think that rap, when at its best, has nothing to do with someone being on the other side and everything to do with expressing what the world looks like from your perspective. And I think that there are ways for us to listen to those types of musics and ha- to that type of music and have a better understanding of the world that we live in. Um, I just don't want to hear. Oh, Meg says D1 is one of her favorite artists. My husband loves D1. I've heard some of his stuff. I like it too. The whole Chronic album, West Coast Baby. I see you, Toya. MC Light. Listen, honey, I hear you. I just, I don't know. I just want to learn about people, but not like people's business. What does the world look like from your eyes? And I think we have an opportunity to do that with everything that we do. But geez, I don't just, I don't want to know people's skeletons. All right, we're going to rescue rap. We're going to rescue rap by just remembering the days when rap was amazing. And speaking of rescuing things in culture, there's something else. Listen, I was, okay, I'm old again, I guess. Or maybe I'm tired. Um, I was on the shade room where I get all of my news and information. And there was a young lady by the name Spice from a show known as Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Can you all get the helicopters? Um, I'm going to post this on the Woman Evolve podcast blog. Anywho, while, while watching this video clip posted on the shade room, Spice threw some shade at one of the the girls on the show, and she ultimately apologized for it. And, you know, I, I think that she ended up getting dragged and people were upset because she said something, it was time to order some food. And she was like, oh, I know she don't want nothing to eat because she was talking about the girl's weight. And I just, since we rescue and rap, no, the saints say, no, we can't rescue Okay, just so y'all know, I'm just trying. Rosalind said, I know about this one, and I was so disappointed in Spice. Latanya says, oh, Lord, I just watched the episode last night. Tokyo, that's who it was. Spice said something about Tokyo. And let me tell you, the Woman Evolved delegation says they are not here for it, okay? Spice has to hold on to the rope while we bring her into land. She can't get on the boat or the helicopter. Evidently, they're not sending no gas out for her. This is just, okay, can I just say something? Okay, because I know how y'all are when y'all don't want to rescue folks. And most of the time, I be out here by myself just trying to rescue people Baywatch style. But this is what I'm going to say. I'm telling y'all, reality television, I don't know about it. I think that you get on reality television and you be trying to just make sure that you know, you have this personality or this, you know, something entertaining to say, this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it is. You ready? Reality television is about entertainment. And so when those people come on those shows, they are trying to entertain in some capacity. The only problem is the only way that they can entertain is by often creating conflict amongst one another. And I just, maybe it's not even about rescuing Spice. Maybe it is about rescuing reality television. I am concerned about the sake of television and the sake of rap music, child. Can I get on my soapbox today? Can I? Here's the thing. 
people were petty before reality television and people were raggedy before reality television. This is not the first time that we have experienced people saying things that were low blows and things of that nature. It's just television makes the microphone so loud and it allows other people to join in in the conversation that I just don't know if it's healthy. I just don't know. And I think, uh, you know, I just, I think that, you know, if y'all was going to help me rescue Spice, I think one of the things that we could use to help rescue Spice is just the idea of the fact that she's, you know, constantly on camera. And when you're constantly on camera and you're saying things and having to, let me tell you something. 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 When I was first you know, starting to speak. And, you know, I got approached to do a lot of reality television uh, shows. And let me tell you something. I don't think that I'm good for reality television because if I don't fool with you, I don't fool with you. And I don't care what kind of check they're going to be able to give me because I I just don't fool with you. And it's sometimes it's hard for me to see women who say I don't fool with her to be forced in a position where they have to fool with people. Because like you got to know the reason why I don't fool. See, all right, here's the thing. The reason why I don't fool with certain people is because if I'm in an environment with that person, I don't trust that I can stay within the realms of my character and who I consider myself to be. And so what you have to do, see, you have to learn. See, if you're taking notes, get out your pen and your paper. She's about to preach. Here's the thing. You have to learn that loving people unconditionally may mean that you have to create some boundaries to allow your love to flow. And I just don't think that I would be able to be in a position on reality television where they tell me I have to engage with someone who I don't fool with and for me to come out of that thing clean. Who could like come on, child? Like, let's let's keep it 100. Like, yes, what she said was wrong. There's no excusing it. She issued an apology. She said we didn't see anything, you know, blase, blase, blase. But what I'm saying is this: if somebody puts you in a position where they said, I know you don't fool with her, and I know she don't fool with you, but y'all about to go to lunch, honey, something is gonna happen. Because my Holy Ghost told me to stay away. And my Holy Ghost told me to stay away so I could keep my Holy Ghost. And now you're trying to tell me to defy what the Holy Ghost says so that y'all can cast some checks. And I'm just telling you, when the Holy Ghost leave me, it's SJR up here. And SJR, mm-mm, I don't know about her all the time. So I don't know. I thought that possibly y'all would consider rescuing Spice. Maybe she needs to be rescued from reality television. Maybe she needs a break, a 15-minute period. But I'm telling y'all right now, you wouldn't be able to put me in no room. And I said, I don't fool with nobody. And y'all going to tell me to fool with them because I'm pretty much steadfast, unmovable. Now, I'm going to try, okay? I'm going to try to stay within the realms of my Holy Ghost, you know? Um, But people, I don't, you know, when folks get to picking on you and saying things and doing things and looking at you, have you ever had somebody and you don't fool with them and you and then they breathed hard and you didn't like the way they breathed in your direction and now y'all got beef and that's why you got to be able to stay away. What do y'all think? Can we rescue Spice from this reality television drama and also Tokyo just for the mere fact that just anytime you put people in a room with conflict, 
something is liable to happen. I'm just saying. Crystal said, yeah, I'd have to say no to that too. Money or not, I can't. I've come too far to revert back to the old crystal. You hear me? That's all I'm saying is that like, I'm not fitting Oh, fitting Every time I say fitting, I feel like I disappoint somebody. Um, but every time that I am in a position where I say I don't fool with somebody, I have to rise and become someone. And I just don't think it's healthy. Jennifer says, but Spice, now I want to preface everything. Let me tell you, I should have prefaced everything I just said that I don't watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I just saw that little clip on the shade room because I, um, the way I don't like to watch people tear each other down and just say nasty stuff to each other. I used to live my, I used to actually be very good at that, believe it or not. And um, I just don't like watching it. It just doesn't feel healthy. It reminds me of what I'm trying to stay away from. And I can't watch what I'm trying to be delivered from and be delivered from it. That's a word from somebody. You trying to not be so nasty. You trying to maybe be a better person and not be such a hater and to get your thoughts and stuff together. The only problem with watching shows like that is that it gives you more to work with. Oh, I feel a word coming. I feel a word coming. Here is the thing, okay? Here is the thing. This is the thing. It's a lot of us out here who want to be better women. We want to be better to one another. We want to have genuine sisterhood and genuine connection and relationships. And we want to believe in integrity and we want to believe in trust. But the reality is that what we end up viewing most of the time are women tearing one another down or women saying nasty, derogatory things to one another. And what that does instead is feed and fuel our ability to be more vicious with the woman beside us. And so I had to stop watching things like that because I did not want to see women through the lens of culture. I'm trying. I'm trying to get this thing together. I'm trying to work it. I'm trying to bring it round circle. But let me tell you something. Okay, just like I could tell that there was something wrong with the way that I was able to connect with other women when I was able to pick out my own perceived flaws about them. Like, oh, she ain't that cute or all but her hair this and all but her body this or all but, you know, I was able to tear another woman down, but you know why? Because I could tear myself down on the inside. And when I made a decision that I didn't want to look at another woman and just see her flaws so that I could feel better about my own flaws, I had to really make some conscious decisions about what type of women I was watching communicate and interact around me or in front of me in the instance of television. And so in order for me to be the kind of woman that could look at another woman and celebrate her and not be intimidated by her and not pick her apart, I had to be willing to stop feeding myself those types of relationships even just for entertainment, because it's not entertainment when you start viewing everyone in your world the way that people on television see them. Like, low-key, like, we at the Woman Evolved Delegation, part of the beauty of us being together and connecting with one another is that we begin to be able to see the world the way the other person may see it, right? So maybe y'all wasn't trying to rescue saints, okay? But now we talking about rescuing people from week to week, and now you're not so fast to judge somebody. That's just not happening by coincidence. That's happening because we are connecting in such a way that we're beginning to see the world 
through our collective perspectives. And so when we're constantly seeing the world through the perspectives of people who are trying to tear one another down or pick out flaws about one another, there's no way that we're going to be able to continue to grow and be healthy. Having said that, I understand why my girl said what she said on a television show because that's just the culture of where we are right now. And I think if we're going to change the culture, we have to be willing to change what we see and what we're entertained by. What y'all think? That was a lot. But I was trying. What y'all think about that? That's what I want to know. Woman Evolved Delegation. Elsie Henderson said, big facts. Ashley says, putting my Baptist finger up because you preaching to me and I ain't ready for delivering. Child, that's the thing. Sometimes, because it becomes fun, like when you can say, you know, like, you be knowing it's nasty on the inside, you know. Oh, as soon as somebody walk away and you say something raggedy about her, you we know it's raggedy down on the inside. I'm not trying to put you out there by yourself. I'm just saying, like, it just becomes fun and entertaining. And we end up building friendships and relationships with people because we can read another girl down or we can pick another woman apart. And basically, we have toxic friendships. We have toxic relationships. But then we see other people supporting one another. And if we're honest, we don't even believe in the genuine, authentic relationships and sisterhoods that other people have when they look healthy because the only thing we have is toxic. I don't know, child. That's me on my soapbox. Kim and Carter says, and then we have the nerve to say, was that petty? Child, like we, child, you know, child, I know when I'm being petty. Sometimes I tell my husband, I say, hold on, I just need to be me for a minute. And he knows when I'm talking about being me, I'm talking about being petty, Betty. And I have to tell him, can I be me for a minute? Because I don't want him to be caught off guard by the petty that is about to come out of my mouth. But we know when we're being petty and we have to just challenge one another to come up on out of the petty. Adore says, but why is it entertaining to be cruel to people like people laughing, watching fights? I don't, that's, why is it entertaining? I think it is only entertaining because it makes us feel better about our own dysfunction. If I can see another couple or another woman who's more dysfunctional than I am, or maybe she's bigger than I am, like I might be big, but she's bigger than I am, or I might have acne, but she got more scars than I am. If I can see someone who's more sick than I am, then I feel better about my own infection. When in reality, I need to be focused so hardly on my infection that I don't have time to even look at somebody else's chart. What? (laughs) Drop the word. I think we need an air horn for that. I just dropped a word. We like to be entertained by other people's dysfunction because it makes us feel better about our own dysfunction. So... I don't know, child. Dora says, because it is in entertaining the flesh and that's where the enemy lies. Yes, honey. Natasha said, I'm walking heavy. Yes, because I ate them carbs last night. I came in here heavy on this here day. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It just, it makes us feel better. And so we have to be willing, before I move on to the next rescue, okay, we have to be willing to arrest thoughts. It's not enough to be like, okay, that's petty. We got to be willing to say, you know what? I'm not trying to be that person no more. 
Because it is unrealistic to think that you're going to listen to this and say, you know what, I'm not going to be petty. And that petty is just going to be like, all right, child, chunk the deuce, I'll see you later. Petty is a part of you now. So you can't just cut petty off with one decision. It is a constant renewing of the mind. She dropped a word. It is a constant renewing of the mind. That means when the petty thoughts come up, you grab that petty thought and you say, you know what, that was petty. And that was only petty because you're insecure. And when you focus on your own insecurities, you won't have time to be petty no more. See, that's the real tea that pusher ain't pushing. The real tea is that when you had these thoughts, if you would really want to be a boss chick about your life, you really want to be a boss babe up in this building, you would be willing to grab that petty thought and not just let it run around. And you see, because some of y'all think that when you're not going to be petty, that all you're going to do is not verbalize the petty. But no, sometimes you got to have an argument in your own head. You got to argue with yourself. You got to say, self, now you know that was petty. And self, you know you didn't listen to that podcast and you have already decided that you ain't going to be petty no more. So since you ain't going to be petty no more, what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge you, self. Yes, I'm talking to me on the inside, arguing with myself, is to take that thought and connect that thought to your own insecurity. Maybe you glad her man is cheating on her because you ain't got one. Maybe you glad her man is cheating on her because your man is raggedy himself. You got to figure out the source of why you are being entertained by someone else's pain and then address the fact that you have your own issue connected to it. Oh, child. That was a lot. Joanne Wilson says, finally caught this thought. Let me some shit. Sarah, hey, child. Q Baby says, and you have, but people hold you to the things and peers you've been bypassing life, but they don't care about that. They just want the drama. Yes, honey. Yes. Jamie always smiling. You pushing through. She said, you got to tell your petty to mind your business. Now that is the real mind your business ministry is when petty walks up on the inside of the down on the inside of you. When petty gets the microphone, you got to tell petty, mind your business, petty. I'm not being petty no more. I'm working at something. I'm trying to become somebody. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to make better choices. I'm trying to give the kind of love that I want to receive in friendships and relationships. And I'm not going to pretend that I have one thing on the outside while on the inside I'm being petty. Nope. Petty has got to come into alignment with who I say I'm finna be. Okay. All right. All right. Because I didn't say finna. That's how I know it's gone too far. But I do think Desiree Watson says, petty will have you good and miserable too. It will. Have you looking at the world all suspicious? Have you looking at people all crazy? Because you're so petty on the inside that you don't believe that anything real exists outside of petty. But I'm telling you, the moment that you change the way that you are in this world, you are you will be more likely to receive the caliber of relationships that ultimately uh, allow you to be fruitful and to multiply in a healthy way. Okay. Rosalind. Yes, Rosalind. She says, relax your petty needs to be on some merchandise. I hope I can get that cranked out before y'all get started. Relax your pet. That's the name of this podcast. Relax your petty. It's time. Petty, Petty, you've had a good season. Petty, we have enjoyed you to the fullest, but it is time for you to relax because now petty, when you know it's petty, it's gone too far. When men are being petty with other men, it's too far. Pusha and Drake is too far. Okay. All right. We're, we've, I've gone, I'm, I'm a little off track and that wasn't my plan for today. I was planning to come in here and be a consummate professional, but I am a little off track, but I would like to rescue Spice 
just because I understand why the words fell out of her mouth. I do. I understand. I know y'all saved down to the bone and you don't understand, but I just want to rescue Spice from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta because I understand why the words came out of her mouth. I'm not saying the words were right. They were hurtful. I'm just saying that I understand given the context and culture and environment that we live in, why someone would say something that hurtful to another. And when I get her on the helicopter, yes, I'm cranking up the helicopter. Is there one who will join with me? Okay, listen, I'm going to get on the helicopter with Spice and I just want to tell a girl I understand but it's time for us to relax our petty. Okay. Desiree says we can rescue her. Praise the Lord. Is anyone else going to get on the helicopter with me? April says I understand. Is anyone else going to help me rescue? Kismet says I understand. Come on. Ooh, Jessica Finch said we need a petty perm. I... If y'all don't think that Woman Evolve is going to have some petty perm, relax your petty merchandise, I don't even know if y'all know who I am. It's going to happen. I'm going to put it on cell phone cases. Uh, If any of my team is listening, I would like a cell phone case that says relax your petty and perm your petty. What kind of phone y'all got? iPhones, Samsungs, whatever it is, let me know. Martina says she's with me. Who else? Are we okay? Lady says we're gonna rescue her. Keisha, I hope I said your name right, child. She says we can rescue her. If Jesus forgives, we can too. Praise the Lord. I finally got me a rescue. We're gonna rescue her. Okay. Jasmine says, I'm a natural hair person, but I'm gonna get my petty blowout. Yes, honey, because some listen, all right. Because some of us are on, what, what, creamy crack? Some of us are on the creamy crack and some of us are on the blowouts. Wherever your petty is, whatever level is, do you have 4C petty? Do you have 3A petty? Tell me, what scale is your petty on? For those of you unfamiliar with these words I'm throwing out, go on the Google. Natural hair levels. It's levels to the curls. It's levels to the petty. Is it a loose curl petty? Is it a tight curl petty? I had a 4C petty. Um, Now it's probably about a 3A petty and I'm going to go on and blow it out because when you have 3A petty, you can blow it out and it'd be bone straight. When you have 4C petty, you may need to consider a relaxer. It may be time for you to consider a relaxer if your petty is a 4C. Wherever you fall on the scale, I just want you to know that we are relaxing the petty. We're blowing it out and it will be no longer curled up and binding our spears. Come on, somebody. Huh? Huh? All right. <laughs> Nishanda says she got 5G petty. What, child? That's, I've never, eyes haven't seen. All right, child. Listen, I'm so proud of us. I'm moving on because we didn't rescue Spice and I feel like we're in a good place here. Um, I want to rescue somebody that y'all not going to rescue. But I want to hit it from a different angle because I believe God is able Are y'all ready? Take your gloves off from your perm, from your petty perms. It's time for us to rinse out that last, that last person, Spice in Tokyo. We rinsing out that last story and it's time for us to move on to the next story. Okay, put your gloves up. Now our next, our next rescue. I need y'all to, I need y'all to open y'all's heart and mind because I'm going to do what many of you would not do. I'm gonna walk out here on a limb, on a limb. I'm gonna walk out here on a limb. My next rescue. I'm I'm trembling at even saying the words, but I'm not scared of y'all. First of all, you don't know where I live. Secondly, 
you, I don't think you can fight me. Um, and I do Orange Theory, I'm going to run, okay? Uh, can we rescue Melania Trump? Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Here's the thing. Melania has been in the news because she hasn't been in the news. And she released a statement about just basically us minding our business. And I just think that we should be able to rescue her from public scrutiny because who would want to be out and about in this here world? all of the time with all of us and our opinions. Do y'all know if I was hurt and I can't imagine it, okay? Um, but let's just say, let's just say Torrey Roberts, as my father calls him, became president. And, and every time I walked out of that White House, y'all had something to do or something to say. And you know what? You know what I would do? I would be missing. I would. I would be straight up missing. I I would be straight up missing because because sometimes you can't feel like it all of the time. I just she probably can't even she listen. I don't even think I don't know what I don't know her life. I don't know where she was. But let me tell you something. I just would disappear. I would I would just be like not not this time. Not today. I'm taking a month off from being in the news and being on the headlines and people watching my hands and people watching whether or not I put lotion on this morning and people asking me whether or not I ate breakfast and people asking me whether or not we had date night. I'm over it. Okay. Can we consider rescuing her? And like, we don't have no, first of all, who cares that we ain't seen her in a month? Who cares? She don't want to be seen. And that's why Sarah would probably never be y'all's first lady because I would be coming out the White House with my bonnet on. Like, how about that? I, I believe wholeheartedly down in my spirit that Michelle Obama was still tying her hair up every single night at that their White House. And I bet you that just, if you don't want to be bothered, you shouldn't have to be bothered. Can we rescue Melania from the need to be seen? Somebody said she's in the hospital with something about her kidneys. See, I don't even know. She didn't, I don't even know. She could have been in the hospital. She could have been at the spa for all I care. Um, you're absolutely right. Rescue Melania. She didn't ask for this life. That's what Nadine says. Uh, who else? Can we rescue her? Mimi says, I'm coming with the ambulance. Can we? Oh, Lord. Look at, oh, I just want y'all to know. I am so proud of the woman evolved delegation. Because a lot of people want to rescue her. Margie says we need to rescue her, especially that her president is not the most loved. He's not. Listen, he is not the most loved person on the planet. Let's be honest, okay? He is not the most loved person on the planet. And if she wants to disappear because don't nobody understand why he's lovable but her, and she just want to love in silence without being infected and infiltrated by the opinions of people, then that is her business. I just want to rescue her, okay? Fanya says, yes, we can rescue her home from her husband. I don't know if she want to be rescued from him. That ain't my business. I just know that she wanted us to leave her alone about why she disappeared. And I'm totally for that. Priscilla says, give her some chamomile tea and some sleepers. Yes, because I bet my girl is tired. Uh, okay, Lala says we can do it. All right, child. We got us a rescue. 
anyone else making room in the helicopter for this here rescue? Goddess of love, all right, please rescue her. I feel bad for her, SMH. You can tell she don't want this life. Child, can you blame her? I mean, we all in her business. We all up in her kidneys, okay? That's why she disappeared, because we all up in her kidneys. And anybody who thinks they have the right to be all up in somebody's kidney has the right to just disappear for three weeks if she wants to. That's all I'm saying. Desiree said she minded her business. Now look, now look at how we run folks away from our ministry. Now she didn't join Mind Your Business Ministries. The doors of our church were open. She went on and got her a membership. And now people asking where she at. She's in Mind Your Business Ministries. Okay. Sue says we can send the ambulance and a full team. She's with a non-conventional man in a formal role. You for sure. She needs a nap. She needs a spa treatment. She needs some carbs and she needs some privacy. And if she's got to do this for the next couple of years, I think that she should be able to disappear for a few weeks so that she can become the person. Let me tell you something. I feel a word coming. See, part of the reason that some of us is in trouble is because we too worried about being seen and not worried enough about disappearing. And if we would be a little bit more concerned about disappearing instead of being seen, then maybe we could regroup, get our nerves, creativity, breathe have some peace and quiet in our own lives so that we could reemerge and be a better person. I don't know Melania's life, but what I'm saying is, and in that three weeks, I hope she has some time to just rejuvenate, to center herself so that she could come back and handle this life that she's called to live. I have a word for somebody. I have a word for somebody. A little less about being seen, whole lot more about disappearing and see if he don't change your life. Angie Bingham said, hideout ministry. Is it a part of Mind Your Business ministry? Is it under the umbrella? Yes. All right. Okay, child. I think we got another rescue. I was worried about that one because some of y'all, y'all don't be trying to rescue the saints. All right. That's it. I do have an honorable mention rescue for Tamara Mowry, who posted a picture of her and her two children minding their business and then had to put the hashtag not pregnant. And I know why she had to put the hashtag not pregnant, because people was asking her, was she pregnant? Because she had a little mind your business pudge. And as a member of the Mind Your Business Pudge Ministry, I know full well how people come on the page and ask, are you pregnant? But secondly, y'all be asking if I'm pregnant even when my pudge is not out. My husband posted a picture I had on some high-waist flowy pants, and the saints were still, he said something, captioned this, and the saints are like, another baby on the way, and is it a boy or a girl? Child, mm, mm, mm. We here at Mind Your Business Ministries, we have a whole a whole section dedicated to people who just want to ask people if they're pregnant. It's a whole, it's a recovery, it's our, it's our outreach program. We have an outreach program at Mind Your Business Ministries for those people who are struggling with minding the business of other people's uterus. I don't know. Figure it out. Someone, can we get the Mind Your Business secretary to write this out the way the Lord is giving it to me? Here's the thing. Yes, just stay out of people's 
uterus at Mind Your Business Ministries. It's a whole outreach program dedicated to it. What we do is we go and we look at and, and search for those who are in need of assistance with minding their business. I've seen them comment on my own page. And what they do is they, they bring the person into from the outreach off the streets of minding other people's business and into the, the fellowship of minding their own business. And we just sit down and we just tell people about why we stay out of people's uterus. It's rude. Um, if I want to eat bread and have a little pudge flowing in my life. That's my business. And I'd be able to be pudgy without somebody asking me, how far along am I? How far along are you in the minding your business? Now, wouldn't that be rude if you started asking people how far along they are into a pregnancy? And that person was like, before I answered that, how far along are you in the minding your business? Is it 30 seconds now? Is it 10 minutes? I, I feel like you're relapsing from minding your business. And I just want to remind you before you jump into my insides, into my reproductive system, that you business is not reproducing because no one is tending to it. Hmm. Full of the word. Viola said, want to know if you're pregnant, but not helping with these kids. That's what I said. I said, y'all want Sarah to have a baby so bad, but I'm trying to figure out who going to have on daycare. Hmm. Oh, Jamie, thank you. She said, relax your petty. I forgot. And that's why I need a t-shirt so that I can constantly be in the mindset of relaxing my petty. You see that? Okay. All right. I forgot. That quick. I need the t-shirt. Can someone give me the t-shirt fast? I'm going to see if I can get it printed out before next week's episode. All right, y'all. Listen. Um, Those are all of my... Re- oh, uh, bef- I don't know if it's a rescue. It's really not a rescue. Okay, y'all relax your petting because I'm I'm want to be serious. I'm moving into a serious situation, and so I just want to give our petty a minute to just go back. Petty, mind your business. Petty, petty, Sarah. I rebuke you. I was saddened to hear of the death of Kate Spade, who is a fashion icon. I think she was 55 years old, and recently as of today, actually committed suicide. From what I understand, she's leaving behind her husband and also a teenage daughter. And I, you know, it doesn't really fit into any of the segments of the show. I battled with bringing it up, but I do think it is worthy of at least taking a moment to acknowledge as many of us have been affected by her life's work and what she has created. And I think that it is ultimately a sign that mental health is so real um, that it doesn't have any barriers. It's not a socioeconomic barrier that can keep any of us from struggling with mental health. And so really, I just hope and pray that if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling, that you would consider reaching out and really getting the help that you need, that you would really begin to just research different options from from church to counseling. I'm an advocate for counseling. I know a lot of times in religion, there's, you know, just pray about it, pray about it. And while I do know for a fact within myself that prayer is effective, sometimes you need additional measures. And I just pray that this gives you the opportunity and the license in the freedom that you need to recognize that no form of help is off limits, that I want to see you be free. I need you to be free. Um, 
I don't know what you're up against. I don't know how well you're able to function from day to day while being buried in different emotions and feelings on the inside. But if you're listening, I want you to know that your life matters, that your heart matters, that we need your gifts and your talents in this world. And it is my prayer that this message reaches somebody and that they feel comfort and peace in knowing that God heard their prayers and that ultimately we need them to live and to survive and to become better so that this world can be a better place. I definitely wanted to take a minute and to, to bring that in. So I'm just going to pray for her family, for her friends, for those who are left to deal with the grief of her sadness, but also for anyone else who may be struggling. God, no one knows the weight that each of us carry like you. And yet you don't see our lives in just a moment, but rather you see the totality of how we have become who we are. And God, I'm asking that as we join together in fellowship, that of course we have last and of course we have an opportunity to connect, but ultimately that we would have an opportunity to be transparent and authentic. And through that transparency, that someone would come to know that their life matters, that you see them and that you hear them. And so God, I'm praying for anyone who's struggling with mental health issues, whether it is depression, whether it is anxiety, whether it is stress or even suicidal thoughts. God, I ask right now that they would begin to feel your love through a podcast that they may be listened to on by happenstance, by coincidence, but logged in right in on the right moment so that they could be lifted up in prayer. We know that prayer knows no geographic limits and that prayer has no boundaries. And so God, I'm asking that you would touch each and every person, no matter where they are, whether they're listening or not listening, that they would come to know you and your love and your plans to prosper them and not to harm them. I rebuke suicidal thoughts. I rebuke depression. I claim them as yours in the name of Jesus, and I decree and declare that we are pushing back darkness on their behalf. I believe that where two or three are gathered in your name, that you will be there in the midst. God, I'm asking that you would invade the midst of people struggling right now with depression and darkness, and that a light would be shown that they would hear this or receive a smile or a touch or a call or a comment or something that reminds them to keep pushing and that that push would turn into a walk, that walk into a run and that run into a soar. Because God, at the end of the day, I know that you make no mistakes, that each of us have a purpose. And I pray that they will look back on these dark days and recognize that it was just a moment that was preparing them to reach other people who feel what they are feeling now. In Jesus' name, amen. I hate that. I hate it, but I know that um, through prayer, I believe in the power of prayer. And as crazy as things have been in this country and in this nation, I know for sure that the prayer, the prayers, the collective prayers of millions have continued to push this country, this world into greater heights. And so... I don't know. Oh, God. And we also want to just lift up the family, friends, and and coworkers and associates of Kate Spade as they're dealing with this grief. Um, may you give them perspective and, and space to really process in a healthy way this loss and this grief, that they would remember the best of her 
and come to understand the parts of her that were experiencing pain and trouble and that it would help them navigate their own pain and trouble as they are left behind to live in this world. Acts that you would bring people into their lives that are guided by you and will be tools to help them rebuild and discover what life looks like now. Amen. Okay. I wanted to make sure that we at least covered that. Rest in heaven to Kate Spade. On a bit of a lighter note, we're going to move into the Hail Mary section of the show. And Hail Mary is an opportunity for us to celebrate and acknowledge people who are doing positive things in the news. And I think that that will help lift our spirits a bit. So I am excited to jump into our first story. Our first story is about a company that we have discussed on this show. Um, And... We have had our Target versus Walmart debate, but I believe that Walmart is taking the cake. I read a story that Walmart is going to begin to offer their employees college tuition to the tune of $1 a day. Walmart is offering its employees a new perk, affordable access to a college degree. America's largest private employer, which in the past has helped its workers get their high school or equivalent degrees, hopes the new benefit will help it recruit and retain higher quality entry-level employees in a tight U.S. labor market. I was really, really just glad to see this story because I recognize personally, as we are raising our children, the cost, the extreme cost of of college. And so I thought that that was an awesome perk. And Target, you're going to have to step your game up. Amen. Kismet says, yes, I'm a manager at Walmart. Barbie says, go Walmart. Walmart is out here taking the cake. I think that this is incredible incentive to take those who may be working at, you know, minimum wage jobs or entry-level positions to have an opportunity to provide for their families, but to also, you know, pursue a higher education. So I thought that was awesome. We're going to throw it up one time for Walmart. I guess that's not Hail Mary or Hail Joseph, but Hail Walmart for taking care of people, okay? A dollar a day towards college is, man, amazing. So, yes. Jamie says, that's cool. Priscilla says, right. Rosalind says, shout out to Walmart. I may have to take some of my coins over to Walmart now that I know that I'm helping people build their future. Target, I tried to stick with you. Andrea says, as a former Target manager, I wonder if they have to commit to years of service for the tuition. Hmm. That's something to consider, but that's still a great incentive. Even if they say you got to work here for four years while you, it's cheaper to work at Walmart. I I think it would be cheaper to work at Walmart for four years and go to college for a dollar a day than trying to take out student loans to go to four years of college. I'm here for it. Tierra says, I love that. Kim Carter says $1 a day towards college is $365 a year. But it's not. Okay, child. Hold on, child. I just want y'all to, because the Saints is confused. They're giving... They're going to pay a dollar a day and Walmart's going to pay the rest of it. Go, child. 
I'm going to post the article on womanevolve.com and y'all can get all the details before we start applying. First of all, Walmart ain't going to have no problem hiring anybody. Shoot, my kids is going to be up at Walmart if we go to school, college for a dollar a day now in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So I'm going to send that, post that article on womanevolve.com so that y'all can learn what they're out here doing. Okay. So that Hail Mary is for Walmart. My second one is for Matthew McKenzie. Have y'all heard this story? Matthew McKenzie is a 14-year-old who graduated from high school and college on the same day. 14. It's not enough that Matthew graduated from high school. First of all, his name is biblical. Maybe that's what it is. The anointing led him. I don't know. It's a word. Let's figure it out. Anywho, he didn't just graduate from high school early, but he graduated from college as well. Can I tell y'all, Sarah is still waiting to graduate from college, and yet here he is graduating at the age of 14 from college. And he wants to go, let me tell you, he wants to go into business. Hold on, Chad. I'm finna read it. He wants to start a natural cosmetic company that, among other things, will create products to cure wrinkles. Now, ain't that something? He says, I'm not even finished yet. Ebony says he's going to be an engineer. That's yeah, sound like it unto me. He is a scholar. And so we are giving a hail, Joseph, to you, Matthew McKenzie. Thank you for inspiring all of us to just stay on our A-game. Sometimes you read stories like this and you're like, man, I ain't graduated 14. That's not the point of the story. The story is for you to be inspired to do you on your level. Maybe you're not 14 years old. Maybe you're not 14. Maybe you haven't graduated from college. The point is not for you to go back to school and to try to emulate what he did, but to look at your life and say, you know what, what can I do with what I've got to be the best me that I can be? And I hope that that's what we're doing as a result of you, Matthew. Thank you. Helena says, congrats. Tierney says, bless. Martina said, go ahead, Matthew. Yes, child. We are giving you a big ups here at the Woman Evolved Delegation. In addition to Matthew McKenzie, we also want to take a minute and acknowledge Tomi Adeyemi. That was me trying to make sure that I didn't jack up somebody's name, but I know you all are going to let me know if I jacked it up regardless. Have you all heard this story? Tommy, T-O-M-I, at A-M-A, A-D-E-Y-E-M-I. Can someone let me know on Facebook Live if I jack the name up? Anywho, she is a 24-year-old writer, and she just landed a seven-figure movie deal for her debut novel. Can you imagine it? I Close your eyes. I can't imagine it. At the tender age of 24, Tommy has already cemented herself as a valued writing coach in academic circles. She graduated from Harvard with an honors designation, okay? Her writing portfolio alone is no single measure of her talent. And her new book is, uh, I think they said it's like Wakanda meets Harry Potter. I don't know about it. I know by the time we get finished that we probably going to say that we bind you, Satan, because I know that that's how we do when we saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. But what I am saying is that if she can do it at 24 years old, that somebody can write something that glorifies the kingdom, and then, you know, we can stop being a hater. I don't know. But all I'm saying is this. 
My girl is out here doing something with her life. She's 24 years old. Natalie says, my eyes are still can't imagine it, are still closed. Nope, still can't imagine Still can't imagine it. 24, a seven feet, the book, debut novel. First of all, the debut novel, she doesn't even have any book sales to back it up, but they believe so greatly in the work that she is producing that they have gone ahead and are going to make books and movies about it. I think it's amazing. Jamie says, her book is on my summer reading list. Someone I know said it's awesome. Yes, maybe I'll read it, but let me tell you something. Your girl is scary. Me, your girl, I'm scary. I don't know about it. I don't scare, listen, sci-fi, um, magic, um, you know, things. I like, okay, see, because here I know I'm going to be walking on thin ice because everybody's so saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. But, you know, a little Cinderella pixie dust, that's about all the magic I can take. When y'all start doing them potions and, and drinking stuff and wands and things, that's that's where my Holy Ghost be like, boop, I don't know about it. I go to those movies sometimes on accident or flick on the movies on accidents and they be doing them little curses and stuff. And I plead the blood of Jesus all throughout it. It might be extra, but just in case the devil tried to slip a little something in there on me, I'm always covered in the blood. They be saying their potions. I be saying my prayers. They be saying their little wands. I be saying my little prayers. Mm-mm, the devil is a lie. Jamie said, it's a book. I know, child, it's a book. And I'm going to get over this scary. I am. I'm going to try and get over it. But um, I'd be scared. I've been scared since a little girl. I told my husband, I don't play with the devil. Them horror movies and stuff, I'd be like, "Mm -mm, I don't play with them. See, I don't be on the playground with Satan. When Satan come on the playground, I get in the car. I don't play with him at all. I'm going to try and read the books because I want to support the homie. But if the homie is out here scaring me, I'm just going to have to trust y'all's word on it because that ain't my ministry. I don't do scary. That's just how I live my life. You're welcome to live yours any way you want to. Uh, Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm. All right. Uh, And that is my Hail Mary. We're moving on through this show. All right. Sierra said, my grandma told me the devil can't show up in all things, can show up in all things. That Listen, my mother used to not let us watch The Simpsons because she said the devil was, that he was going to get us. Uh, Maggie, oh no, no, the Rugrats too. She didn't let us watch the Rugrats because she said Angelica wasn't from the Lord. She didn't let us watch that. Unique says, I don't play with that scary stuff. However, she put her imagination to great use. I Listen, I'm going to try and, and read it. I am going to try. I'm just telling y'all I'm scary. And because I'm scary, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. But I will try. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie because I just don't be fooling with them potions. But I'm going to try because I love y'all. And I don't want to be left behind when everybody is at the theaters dressed up. But I just want to be honest that I may not make it. Okay, Natalie says, y'all, real life is scary enough, but ain't no spirit in my hood but the Holy Spirit. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's all I got. Rescue Eve and Hail Mary. I'm going to pray about the books, and we'll see what, what thus saith the Lord. Okay. All right, child. So, you know what time it is. It's time for us 
to jump into the advice column. I am sliding in my DMs on Instagram. For those of you who are wondering how you can get a question answered on the show, I want to encourage you to go on to Instagram and slide in my DMs. I do get a few hundred of them a day, but that's all right, Chad. I go through them as many as I can, and I try to find some that I believe the Woman Evolved delegation can chime in on. Having said that, I've got one for you. My first question says, hey, Sarah, how are you? How's Orange Theory terrible? You know the E. coli outbreak is over, child. No more carb diets. Well, thank you. You really started this letter off. It wasn't in the spirit of excellence because you can't just tell somebody that they can't be on a carb diet. You don't know what the Lord is calling me to do in this season, but that's all right. I'm going to continue reading your question. And it says, question, I have been single for about three years and I wasn't looking. I was content where I was in life until this guy who I've known for about three years as a friend only came into my life and began pursuing me. I prayed hard, child, and I believe that God is in this situation. But here's the thing. He's an amazing, amazing man, one of the best men I know, but I have a hard time being vulnerable. I have a hard time thinking about our future together without thinking I'll be putting my dreams on hold if we marry. I am new to the serious dating life. I also want a relationship with him, but I also don't know how to feel like my dreams won't die if we marry each other. Yes, he supports my dreams and is very encouraging and supportive. I am not very informed on married life or dating or even if this is normal. I am willing to listen and be corrected with love. Thanks, girl. First of all, I love that you said with love because that's about the kind of access I give folks. I'm willing to be corrected and to and to be guided with love as well, but I do need that love part on it because people just be so harsh with their opinions sometimes that it can be challenging. So I want to say this. I totally understand where you're coming from. I think that when you are a woman who has discovered her independence and her force and power in this earth, that you begin to treasure it in such a a powerful way, in such a necessary way. I think that uh, a lot of us as women want to be in a relationship so badly that we fail to be in relationship with ourselves. What I love about your letter is that you talk about how you were in relationship with yourself, completely content and satisfied when this relationship came into your life. And girl, I have to tell you that that is generally how it happens. We talk a lot about women being in relationship with themselves and having self-intimacy and boundaries and and standards in relationships, but we don't really talk as much about what happens once you're in a relationship from that point. And I am you know, (laughs) yet discovering the beauty of having a partner to be in relationship with you. Okay, go with me. I'm about to break it down. Okay, so when you are in relationship with yourself, it makes you better able to choose who you can be in a relationship with because you understand what you are cultivating and developing within yourself. And because you understand that better, you're able to qualify whether a person can be an asset to that cultivation or not. It sounds like this person can be an asset to that development and cultivation, but what you are battling with is the idea that once you let someone in, that 
they are going to have the ability to maybe control or deter your progress. And I want you to know that when you are in relationship with someone who is spirit-led, I mean, knows the Lord and not just knows the church. I mean, knows the Lord and can't just quote scriptures. I mean, like he actually knows the Lord and has the evidence of it in his own life with wisdom and insight and knowledge and strategy that you can't lose when you invite that person to join in the development and cultivation of who you are because they're going to have added perspective and wisdom and strategy strategy that is, listen, not going to to kill your dream, but rather propel your dream. And what I've discovered with my husband, like when I met my husband, I had the same fears. I had the same concerns because I just didn't know. Like, I felt like I've come this far. I finally begun to love myself. I finally discovered some of my giftings and talents. And I'm just afraid that what you're really afraid of, honestly, truly, is not him You're scared of returning back to, oh, let me speak for myself. Let me sprinkle myself in this. I wasn't afraid of my power being diluted because I was with him. I was afraid of me needing him so much that I became the person who was desperate and insecure like I was before. And so what I want to say to you, my friend, is that you have to recognize that you have not become this force, this powerful, confident woman by accident, that you were intentional about changing who you are, intentional about your own standards and progress and potential, and that that is the person who sees the God in the person standing in front of you, and that you can trust that person to make this decision without fear of returning to who you were before. If I could have told myself anything in the early stages of me dating my husband, it would be that. It would be that you don't have to be afraid that this relationship is going to weaken who you are because you will never be that person you were before. You have made some decisions, some definitive hardline boundaries about who you are and what you will not accept. And they were not temporary. Those were some permanent boundaries. They are no longer going to allow you to go back to who you were before. And so don't let the fear of you going back to that person keep you from seeing who you can be come with him. I will tell you that my dreams for my life have not just manifested, but they have completely and utterly just blown my mind. And that could not have happened without the wisdom and direction that I've received from my husband. And I feel honored each and every day that I get to do life with him. And because I trusted the God in him and because I could trust that I had a God dream down on the inside of me, I recognized that the partnership would allow for that dream to be manifest in its own timing. And so that's those are my two cents, that you don't have to be afraid of losing yourself. I think that you should really trust that this relationship is going to bring out a better version of yourself. It's going to bring out a better version of who you are. Latanya says, fear will always be a hindrance to us reaching our full potential in every area of our lives, for sure. 
And I don't know. My husband was such an amazing, amazing man. Two amazings like you use when describing this guy that I felt like, okay, if I let him go because I'm so concerned about my own self-preservation, am I willing to see this amazing man be amazing in someone else's life? The other thing is like this man is probably everything you've ever prayed for. And so the only thing that's standing in your way right now is you. And so you just have to be willing to ask yourself, is it worth it? to you, that you continue to be content with yourself, even if it means letting this person go? And the answer may be yes, but if you think for any reason that this could be the person that God has placed on this earth to to help you unwrap the gift of who you are, then I wouldn't let fear stand in my way. So Barbie says, I've never experienced that type of value in a mate. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but it is out here happening, child. Okay. I don't, I just, I don't think that marriage is every woman's, you know, plight and every woman's requirement in order to become fulfilled. I don't believe that. But I do believe that if you have an unction in your spirit, that this could be the person that God has for you, that, and you suspect that you may be making a fear-based decision, that my fear may, my fear is keeping me from moving forward. My fear is keeping me from trusting. My fear is keeping me from being vulnerable. Then I would not let fear stand in the way. See, here's the tricky thing about becoming one. In order to become one, you have to let someone in. And our fear with becoming one is that we're going to end up needing someone. But there is nothing wrong with needing the person that God placed on this earth for you. You can be, you should be content and confident within yourself. And when it is time for you to transition from two into one, you have to position yourself in such a way that you need the person beside you. That I don't feel like my life is going to reach its potential unless I am aligned with this person. So yes, don't be afraid to need the person who God has given you. Because it's a beautiful journey. Shaquilla says, that was a word. T. Reynolds is just joining in. She says, hi, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, child, how you doing? What else, Woman Evolved Delegation? Do you guys have any words of wisdom for my friend? Jamie says, she should listen to you and Teresa's love talk session on YouTube for sure. Sandra says, don't let fear keep you from missing out on your blessing. It's a word. It's a straight up word. All right, girl, I hope that that was enough love and and wisdom and correction because I believe in what you got and I don't want you to miss. I believe in what you have. That's better English. And I don't want you to miss out. So, all right, child. So moving on to our next advice question that came through on Z Instagram. Hello, Sister Sarah. I know you receive hundreds of DMs. I'm a hostess slash usheress. What? Okay, yes. Okay. I had to make sure this was the right email. Y'all, this was funny to me. I mean, not funny because I know she being serious, but anywho's. Okay. Hello, Sister Sarah. I know you receive hundreds of DMs. I'm a hostess slash usheress at Mind Your Business Ministries. Hey, chow. My question is this. I've recently met this gentleman who is a police officer. I really like him, but he recently told me in conversation that when he first met me, he looked me up. His reasoning was that in his position, he looks up everybody to know who he's dealing with. But I still feel weird about it. Should I toss this one back because I'm really getting feelings for this guy? Thanks, ma'am. 
Um, so here's the thing. Like, um, if I was a police officer and had access to that database, I would be looking everybody up too. So I think you have to really determine what is it about it that was disarming for you? Because I don't necessarily, is it me? I'm nosy. Now, I do want to be honest about this. I am nosy. I will Google somebody in a minute. If I had police technology, I would know I would know who you are, right? I would have looked you up before I read your letter just to see what you up to, girl, where you live. And so I don't know. I didn't think it was anything wrong with it. I mean, and honestly, I thought it was cool that he told you about it because I would have looked you up and I said nothing and just went on minding my business. And so I don't know. Did you, what is it? I don't know. Mary's got her hands up like, stop, hold the presses. Mary, explain it to me. I don't know. I didn't think it was anything wrong with it. I, I don't know. I mean, if you look up somebody on social media, you know, maybe you exchange their contact information and you look them up on social media or Instagram, then that same little spirit is down on the inside you. If you had some police technology, you would probably look somebody up to. Let me tell you, if I had, Lord, give me some police technology, I would be looking everybody up. Uh, Monica says your job looks you up, but is there something wrong with him using his access as a police officer to look up someone he's potentially dating? I don't know. Sydney Madison says, I don't want to know. You don't want to know that he looked you up or you don't want to know what he sees when he, that he looked you up. I don't know. Wanda says she doesn't have the same access to search him out. He has more information than she does. So then maybe that's what's wrong. Maybe, maybe, but so can he get a printout? Maybe you should ask for just as much information about him. I don't know. I don't know if it was anything. I wanted to give you some better advice about this, but Yasmin says so she should Google him without a doubt. And if you need some help getting a little deeper than Google, send me another DM because I know things. I have resources. Honey, I will look up court documents. Honey, look, I know why God didn't give me no access because I would just have to beat on everybody. Barbie says it's unethical, but if it makes you comfortable, uncomfortable, move on. There are 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah, I guess, child. I just think it it, it isn't Latinas's. It's a misuse of his professional access. That is true. All of those things are true. Um, all I'm saying is this. Is that what bothered you? Did you feel like, you know what, as a citizen of America, I have a problem with you utilizing these resources for personal um, gain? If that is what bothers you about it, if it is an integrity thing in your perspective, then perhaps that is reason to leave him alone. If you feel like, you know, it just felt weird that he would look me up, you know, listen, honey, at the end of the day, it's all of your decision. It is all of your prerogative. You asked for our opinion, so I'm just giving you mine. I'm just telling you that if Sarah was a police officer and Sarah was dating someone and she was starting to catch feelings, Sarah would probably look the person up. And, and I, you know, and he was honest about it. I don't know. Suzette says, I like that he looked her up and decided to go forward with this relationship. Okay. Who else said, no biggie. He needs to protect his image so she could have a rap sheet. True. Rianne says, some, some use a computer. I work to look for a new job. Mm-hmm. 
And Janice says it's not that deep, though. If you had access, you would. That's all I'm saying. Um, Jamie says, I have access with my job. We can't date people that are under supervision, probation slash parole. Well, that's a word. Um, I don't know. I don't, you know, I think you have to determine. <laughs> I'm going to give you some advice instead of telling you that I would do the same thing. I think that you should determine what made you upset about it. And based off of what made you upset about it, I think that you will be in a better position to determine whether or not you should walk away from the situation. I'm going to also say that if it just made you feel like, is this normal or is he crazy? Um, I don't know which one he is, but I will say that I would have done it too. And you can decide whether I'm normal or crazy. And honestly, I won't be offended no matter what you pick because I could understand both angles. But I will say this, it may come in handy if you do decide to get married and move on down the road because his access is your access. You'd be looking people up too. That's, those are my words. Talisha said, I'll Google and look up everyone. In this world, you have to be careful. People are crazy. Jasmine says, maybe he liked her, and before he got too serious, wanted to know what he was getting himself into. Akia says, trust issues trending. Do you, you, who, this is trust issues? Because he told her. I don't know. MJ, I agree with you. MJ Johnson says, if you feel that unction in your spirit, let it go. Tamika says, did he tell her or did she ask because he was a police? He told her. Agra says, I would think beyond that, is he tracking where I'm going, who I'm with? For me, it's a bit creepy. It might be creepy for somebody. It might be. I don't know. I would just suspect. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, I don't know. I'm not good. I shouldn't have picked this one because I don't have no sound advice. My, this is bottom line sound advice that I have for you on today, on this year, beautiful day, is to determine what made you feel a certain way about it. And based off of what made you feel a certain way, then you should determine whether or not you should let it go. We're kind of divided here at the Woman Evolved Delegation. So. Some of us are saying that Lisa's being honest. Um, others are saying that there may be a guilty conscience come coming somewhere. Um, Sandra says she has some underlying reason of feeling uncomfortable. I don't know where it is, but I just, those are my two cents. Talisha says it's not trust issues. You don't know what people are hiding. Ask on Google. She should look him up and see how he responds. He, I don't think he would care. And Jamie says that this is a rescue, Adam. Can we rescue him? <laughs> Can we rewind back to the top of the show? Can he be rescued? I don't. I will rescue him. I will make room on the helicopter. All right, child. Those, that's our totally divided opinion about him looking you up. And I hope that that is somewhat helpful, at least it's added perspective. But we tried here at the Woman Evolved Delegation. I'm going to let you know, a lot of us want to rescue them, though, because we can understand. I'm nosy. I do. My nose is just long. It grows. So I understand. All right, child. Before we finish this week's episode, you know what time it is. It's snack time in the sanctuary. Before Mind Your Business Ministry hits you with the benediction, I want to take a minute and hit you with a snack. You may be asking yourself, what is a snack? A snack is just some bite-sized inspiration to help you get through your week. 
And as I was praying before starting this show and just assessing where I am spiritually and growth-wise, you know what? I really felt like last week we talked about it being blank canvas season, how sometimes you have to clear your plate in order for you to even be in a space where you can create and be sensitive enough to know what's next for you. You have to stop your rhythm and your pattern. You got to pull a Melania Trump and just disappear off the grid for a minute and determine what your next move looks like. This week, I feel like Some of us are moving out of that blank canvas season, and it is time for us to begin actively pursuing intentional development. Mm -hmm. That's a word. Intentional development. The only problem with blank canvas season is that blank canvas season can often lead you being stagnant. There comes a moment where you have to have blank canvas season. You breathe in, you breathe out, you give yourself a moment to inhale what's next and to exhale what has been. In that process, though, you can stay there if you do not make the decision to begin developing intentionally. Some of the ways that we can develop intentionally, of course, is with our health. Maybe we need to create an active lifestyle that begins to get us closer to some of our health goals. Some of us may may need to consider reading some books that help us begin to expand our mind and to get better perspective on our goals, more resources so that we can execute with uh, more strategy and wisdom. But I do believe that it is time for us to begin pursuing intentional development. I think more and most importantly than some of those practical things that I listed is intentional spiritual development. And I know that this is in keeping because I didn't even plan on my little love and hip hop tangent, but I see it all tying together now. I really believe that in this season of intentional spiritual development, that it may be less about changing your outside and more about focusing on your inside. Of course, we talked about the mental aspect, but spiritually, how are you developing with intention? Have you gotten into a rhythm where you just go to church on Sunday and then Monday through Saturday, you don't feel connected. Maybe you haven't been at church at all for years. Maybe it's time to kind of start pushing yourself towards a Bible study or a small group so that you can become stronger in your spiritual walk. Whatever you're going through, I just want to challenge you to be intentional about your development. Maybe next isn't clear yet. It's not evident. It hasn't come into focus. That's okay. God doesn't always reveal all of our steps at the same time. But what we can do while we are waiting for God to reveal next is begin to give him more things to work with. Okay, God, I don't know what you're planning for me next. God, I don't know I don't know what your will is. I don't know if I'm going to get the house. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into college. I don't know if I'm going to get the job. But what I am going to do, I'm going to give you things to work with. I'm going to budget like I'm preparing for the mortgage. I'm going to begin to plan like I am going to start the business. I'm going to learn about the operations. I'm going to learn about e-commerce. I'm going to position myself in such a way that I am being developed while my blessing is being prepared. And I am going to believe that as I am in the process of development, that my blessing is also in 
the process of development. And there is going to be a suddenly moment where this blank canvas season turned into preparation and then preparation met with opportunity. And I was catapulted into the next dimension of my destiny, the next dimension of who I am. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you are in your life, in your marriage, in your workspace, in your relationship with your family. But I am challenging you as we evolve together as a unit that each of us must do our part to develop with intentionality. I am developing with intentionality as I begin to look towards July 13th through 14th for the Woman Evolve Conference. I was telling my husband earlier today, I'm like, babe, I am going to have to become the person. Like I had to become someone to have a conference. Like, let me break it down for you, child. You know, I had to become someone to say, I want to host a conference. Um, I believe that I have something to say that is worthy of people investing and coming to hear me and people who I admire speak and share wisdom and knowledge. I had I have a vision. And so I had to become someone to even express that out of my mouth. And then I had to become someone to prepare for the logistics of an announcement. And now as you know, we're almost you know, a little over 30 days away from the conference, I am having to become someone who is preparing to host thousands of women who are coming based off of what God has placed down in my heart. And a part of that development for me is, of course, you know, having a pure heart and having clean hands, but also just really tapping into the rhythm of God. And that's saying, God, I don't know what's going to happen July 13th through 14th, but I know that you didn't make a mistake when you placed this idea in my heart. I know that you didn't make a mistake when the woman evolved movement came into my mind. And so God, I am asking you, who do I need to become on the inside to help push thousands of women closer to who you have called them to be? And I am willing to do anything necessary to to do that. If I need to change the music, if I need to fast, if I need to pray, if I need to read books, if I need to get commentaries, if I need to go sit under the feet of, of another leader so that I can understand what is necessary, I'll do whatever it takes. But what I do know is that I am not going to allow the uncertainty of what's next to make me stagnant when I have the ability and the timing that you have given me to be intentional about developing. And because I want there to be an intention about that development, because I want to be intentional about that development, God, I am just asking that you continue to put me in the heart posture, not in the rooms, not not in the doors, but in the heart posture of someone who is ready to become in order so that I can lay hold of what you have next. That's my snack child. That's it. That's my whole snack. And I know that it was for someone, and it is my prayer that wherever you are, that you see this as a sign that it is time for you to make the best out of where you are now so that you can be prepared when next comes knocking on your door. Now, you know how we do before we close out the podcast. It is not complete unless we have a word of prayer. So I want to close this time out together by just thanking God for the opportunity to evolve with you, to grow and to learn and to inspire and connect with the treasure just like you. So God, I thank you for this opportunity, for the laughs, for the joy, 
for the inspiration, for the challenges and growth that came as a result of us connecting on the Woman Evolve podcast. You knew every person who would be listening. You knew the news stories that would be a part of this podcast. But most importantly, you knew how it would help us on our own journey. God, as we continue to pursue who we are in you and to pursue your best and your greatest for our life, it is our prayer that we will participate in our miracle, as I heard my husband say, that we would begin to show ourselves worthy of the air that we breathe by being intentional with what we allow to feed our spirit, what we allow to come out of our mouths, but most importantly, what we build with our hands. May our lives be monuments of your grace and of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you guys next week. This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and if you want to take this thing from just being audio to a full-fledged party, I want to invite you to come to Denver, Colorado, July 13th through 14th, 2018, and experience a live recording of Woman Evolve.